What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, I have Russell Moore. Russell Moore is the president and leader of the ELRC. Uh, Russell can, can talk a little bit about what that is. Um, I've been following Dr. Moore uh, for, wow, eight, nine years since I was a freshman in college. He walked into one of my classes um, and taught us and since then we've we've just stayed in touch and he's just been a leader in my life and he he's written a few books but especially in a political climate that's so divided voices like like Dr. Moore is so important uh, if you don't follow Russell Moore he's all about ethics and religious liberty commission that's what the ELRC stands for um and an author and talks a lot about politics and and being a Christian and is an incredible, incredible person to follow with the content he comes out with with him and his team. Uh, but we're going to jump into this conversation with my friend, Dr. Russell Moore. What is up, everybody? Today, I'm here with Dr. Russ, Russell Moore. How's it going today, Dr.? Good. How about you? It just sounds much cooler. I think. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. Um, Yeah, you're out in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. I I typically divide time between Nashville and Washington, but with the pandemic, I'm mostly here at home in Nashville. Yeah, I've heard great things about Nashville. I've never been. Um, But tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your leadership journey. Well, I'm a president of something called the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, which means I talk about and work on applying gospel to culture. Uh, so I'm, I'm a minister of the gospel. I've been a youth minister. I've been a pastor. I've been a professor. I've been an academic administrator. And so all of those things kind of came together in the position that I hold now. That's awesome. Yeah, when we met, you uh, you walked into one of my classes when I was a freshman at CBU and talked about ethics. I think it was uh, Old Testament with Dr. Mooney. And uh, yes, you yes. walked in and you talked about ethics, and I immediately like fell in love with that subject of like, man, this, there's a lot of gray areas when we talk about ethics and culture and, and applying that to the gospel and the church. Um, and it's it's really fun to think through, and so then I just started studying a lot of of those ethical conversations, and and oh, have great. been following you for a real long time. Well, thank you. That's great, uh, Doctor Moore. So, um, if you were to give a leader, you sat in so many different leadership uh, tables and and chairs. If you were to give mm-hmm. a tip to leaders or an encouragement to help them lead better today, what would you give them? I would say two quick things. Uh, one of those things is uh, there's a leadership thinker that I benefit from greatly called Seth Godin, who has a principle, if you choose your audience, you choose your future. And uh, the, the point of that is to say that you're not going to please everybody. And uh, what, what often happens is that people try to do things in a way that aren't criticizable <laughs> because they're not really doing anything. And so you have to sort of know that there are going to be people that this isn't for them, but, but you're speaking. And sometimes that means that you're speaking uh, to people that you don't even know who they are yet. That they're kind of Elijah uh, with the remnant. They're gathered together later. So that would be the one thing. 
And the other thing is I would say uh, shore up your vulnerabilities. Know your vulnerabilities. So if you're somebody who's uh, maybe more – you have more of a tendency to be timid and withdraw, find ways to shore up your courage. And if you're somebody who has a tendency to be quarrelsome and you know loves conflict and controversy, find ways to keep yourself out of situations where you're going to be tempted beyond what you can handle to be quarrelsome. And that really applies to to everything. Just notice whether you have a I mean, we're all capable of of all sorts of failures, but notice where your weak points especially are and and try to to build around them. And sometimes that means with uh, with teams, uh, it means knowing, well, uh, God's gifted me in this way and I have these certain tendencies. So I need to be working with people who have maybe an opposite set of gifts. Yeah, that's so good. Um, how do, how does somebody identify some of these weaknesses um, in their life? I think that's so important for leaders is to identify your strengths, identify your weaknesses. But w- how does somebody identify some of those things? I think mostly uh, Frederick Buechner uh, used to say, listen to your life. And I think in, in this case, that's really important to to watch, sort of just look at uh, situations that you have been in. Uh, both in terms of things that have gone well and say, why did they go well? Or uh, things that went badly and say, why did they go badly? And, uh, and that's going to tell you a lot. But also have people in your life that, um, that aren't part of a network. You know? uh, you, you're not dependent upon one another for uh, jobs or advancement or whatever it is. At people who really do know you and and ask them those sorts of questions say so, yeah do you think so i mean there, there are there are people that i know i, I have uh, one friend who was thinking about being a church planner and someone else came in and said i don't think you have that gift set i think your gift set is and laid it off uh, laid it out people can be wrong but if you have sort of a multitude of people in your life, it can help you to, to see that and to get there. Yeah, that is so good. Um, having those people, you said listen to your life. I also thought of listen to your wife. Uh, <laughs> she will <laughs> yeah. definitely point out some of those um, things that you need to, to work on for sure in your life. Yeah, yeah. Because those people, um, they don't have to wonder is the relationship strong enough to, for me to be honest? So they, they don't have to worry about it. If I say something that's not maybe he or she won't like, does this mean that, that the relationship is over? And when you have those strong relationships, uh, friends, family members, spouses, whatever it is, then, then you can really get a better perspective. Yeah, that's so good. We all need those people in our corner that we can take that criticism from in a healthy way. I think maybe that's one of the weaknesses I see in our culture sometimes is we just don't know how to take um, criticism in in a good way from people and transform that into change. Do you have any tips or we're, for people? Or, on we're, um, or, or you can be immobilized by criticism. And so what I would say is if you're not getting any criticism, you're probably not doing anything. 
So the question isn't whether you're getting criticism. The question is, uh, when you're being criticized, ask yourself, is, is what I'm doing for them? So uh, if, if – uh, and sometimes to say, is this someone that I would go to for counsel on this? It, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that you, uh, that you maybe wouldn't go to them for counsel on something else. So if you're a screenwriter and uh, what, you're, uh, what you're wanting to do is to get uh, feedback from me about how you structured uh, the script in terms of a pitch to a producer, uh, I might criticize it, but you wouldn't come to me for that. That's, that's, not where, that's not where my expertise is, nor would you go to somebody who really doesn't have an interest in seeing you succeed. And so understand that and know that and say, okay, it's not whether I'm getting criticism. It's where the criticism's coming from and what the criticism is. And sometimes what the criticism says to you is not so much that you're doing the wrong thing, but that uh, maybe you're not communicating what you want to communicate. So what I would say is ask yourself when you're starting something, what sort of criticism would mean that this is really uh, going well? And, and it's communicating what I want for it to communicate. So if you're starting a, a college ministry and the criticism that comes is uh, you're too focused on Jesus, then you would say, okay, I, that's, that's criticism that indicates they actually know what I'm doing. That's what I'm trying to do. If the criticism that's coming in is we don't know what this ministry is about, then you can say, oh, well, that's not uh, that's not what I was aiming for, so I'm going to recalibrate. Yeah, having that filter is so important. Um, these are the people that I know are going to give me good and helpful criticism, and this is kind of a box of people where I'll, I'll listen, but I'm not going to let it carry too much weight in my life because that can turn into a lot of negativity. That's so good. Um, just while we have you in the last couple minutes, um, if, if there's somebody who wants to explore Christian ethics uh, a little bit deeper, where's a great place for them to start? Maybe what are some good resources for them? Well, they can come to our uh, website, ERLC.com, and just uh, search for whatever issues that they're interested in or questioning about and, um, and, and find out there. That's awesome. And where can they follow you on maybe social media to see more of the stuff that you're you're coming out with? Uh, I would be at Dr. Moore on uh, Twitter and uh, just Russell Moore on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And then the website is russellmore.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Dr. Moore. Oh, it's been great to be with you. Thank you.